welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Peaceful Ease podcast. I'm Mario Pereca. I'm here with Ela Crane. And... And today's episode, <laughs> Ela and I recorded the first episode, the one that you just listened to, probably. And we realized that we made it more about you, which is how we want it. It's more about you, the listener, and less about us as the co-hosts. And while we love it, and we went back and listened to it and both agreed that it was, we want to keep it there, we thought we need to give you a little more about who we really are to give you context about why we're talking about what we're talking about, why we're so passionate about peaceful ease and just bringing this to you. So we decided to make this episode to tell you a little bit about our backgrounds and who we are and give you that kind of context. So I'm going to get started. I'm going to read Ela's bio. I have a beautiful bio that she wrote, and she actually wrote it for my podcast because that's where this journey all started. I found Ela on Twitter. I saw that she was really into peace and I thought that that was amazing. I host a podcast called 10 Minute Mindset. And so on 10 Minute Mindset, I interview coaches, consults, anyone really that has a valuable message in the space of mindset that has some form of success in their life to define their type of success. And in 10 minute conversations with these people, we present valuable information. And so I saw Ela on Twitter and I saw that she was into peace. And I thought that is such a great topic because a lot of times on my show, people talk a lot about happiness and joy and those types of things. But peace was something that rarely comes up. And at that point, I think I was a little over 200 episodes into my show. So I reached out to Ela. She got back to me and we started this dialogue. Ela came on my show. We recorded two episodes of 10 Minute Mindset. And then the conversation continued. And from the moment we had our first conversation, even before 10 Minute Mindset, I knew that she had a very powerful message and we just clicked right off the bat. There's certain people you meet, and especially when you have as many conversations as I have. Over the past two years, I've done some math. I've had over 2,000 conversations over the past two years. And so I talk to a lot of people, but I don't click with everyone as well as I clicked with Ela. And I knew that her message was very powerful. She was very passionate about it, and she embodies her message. That's the biggest thing. She embodies peace. She just lives it. And so I knew that people need to learn this. They need to hear it. And podcasting is a platform that I've loved for over eight years now. And so I brought the idea up to her about doing a podcast. And after we talked about it, we got together and this is the end product of that. My other company launching a podcast, Think, that's what we do. We work with people to help them launch their podcast into the world, get in front of the people that need to hear it. And we take a really hands-on approach with the people we work with. So anyone that I work with, one of the checkboxes that I need to make before I even bring this conversation up is I have to be as passionate about what they talk about as they are. And so Ela checked all the boxes plus some. 
and we knew we wanted to do this together. And that's why we're bringing you this podcast called Peacefully. So I wanted to give you some context and background about how this all just kind of formed and started. And I promise I'm going to let Ela talk here in a minute and she can take you through it because she is here. It's not just me, but I wanted to kind of lay that groundwork and that foundation. And so really quickly, let me read Ela's bio because it is beautifully done. And this is the same one she sent me for 10 Minute Mindset. And then I'm going to let Ela fill in some blanks and really get into you know, why she does what she does, who is Ela Crane, and what is Peacefully is all about to her. So, Ela Crane is a Turkish-born British writer and life coach. She has a BA in archaeology and anthropology, an MA in film and digital media, and an MSc in brain sciences from the University College in London. She's been practicing meditation since 2012 and is currently studying Eastern practices with a master's of Tibetan Buddhism in India. Ela's career as a life coach was kickstarted by Gary Reed, who's a legendary success coach on Jack Canfield's team. And Jack Canfield is, of course, the gentleman who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. There's a ton of those books, very, very successful. And The Success Principles is another great book Jack Canfield wrote. And Ela gave talks to raise awareness against the debilitating effects of perfectionism and was invited to hold regular events at the largest startup community in Europe, Factory Berlin, where she held 42 workshops and talks within three months. 42 works. That's a lot of workshops in a very small window of time. She helped hundreds of entrepreneurs and creatives overcome perfectionism, procrastination, and self-sabotage. She also gave workshops on fine-tuning leadership skills, creating a passionate community, and wealth mindset. And in 2018, Ela started PeacefulEase.com to help individuals nurture clarity for the mind and peace for the heart. Today, she holds private sessions to promote a stress-free life flourishing with healthy relationships, and growing with boundless self-expression. And now to add to this bio, she's also the host of the Peaceful Ease podcast, which you're not listening to. And so, Ela, now that people kind of have a little bit of background about who you are, the linear fashion of what brought you to this point, maybe you can fill in the blanks with a little bit deeper information. Sure. So the more human side you're after, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And I, well, there's one thing in particular that comes to my mind, because you and I have had a lot of talks mm-hmm. aside from the podcast. And one of the things that really stuck with me is the fact that throughout your story, there's a theme of you going against conventional wisdom mm-hmm. to get on the path that you're on and really discover true wisdom. Because there is a difference between conventional wisdom and true wisdom and acting on that. And I think that your life is a shining, living, breathing example of that. So that's why I'm asking you to kind of go to this place because you've told me about it in the past and I think the listeners will really get a lot from hearing it. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because once I gave a talk and uh, someone approached me afterwards and said, where are you from? Because you don't seem to fit in any culture. <laughs> and I was like, I take this as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> And the thing is, I just grew up kind of isolated. I don't have any siblings. And my father passed away when my mother was pregnant to me, unfortunately. He was 24 and it was an unfortunate accident. So my mother was like alone raising me. She had to work day and night and I had to behave and just find ways to entertain myself. And I was always the kind of introvert. So I would just stay at home and do my thing. And I started to write and paint and all that. In a way, I grew up in a bubble, but also that helped me to explore the universe within. And I think my journey kind of started with that. Saying that, I would like to mention this, even before school, 
I say that I started coaching before primary school because when I was little, I spent the summers with my grandparents and they were two very strong people. My grandmother, born in 1920s, she, in an era where women didn't go out alone in Turkey, this is happening, she managed a factory of 200 men were working under her. And she married three times, twice the same man. And when she spoke, no one made any noise. She was really charismatic and also very strong and powerful. And the problem is powerful women generally are attracted to powerful men. <laughs> and that causes all sorts of interesting dilemmas. So my grandfather was also a very strong personality. And they stopped talking to each other because there was so much conflict. I think they loved each other because they lived together. They kept living together and being together, but there was like no conversation at some point. And they used me, I was a little kid, as a kind of vessel of communication. So they would be like, go and tell your grandpa that da 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 And I would say things. And I realized the impact of these words on people at a very early age. And I also realized that I can make these words sound softer or like change them a little bit to have a nicer impact. And sometimes I could get them talk to each other by doing that. But of course, it didn't last long because as soon as they talked to each other, they were using their own words again, the harsh ones, instead of the ones I was using to kind of make the atmosphere a bit more friendly. And that taught me that you can't really force people into the process and you have to be patient and let people figure it out themselves. If they want to, they may not want to at all. And I say this was my first coaching experience. And I used these insights on myself as I grew up. So I would listen to all these thoughts coming up in my mind. Now being an only child, like I remember just waking up and staying in bed for hours, like unless there was school or something during summer holidays. And not because I was like doing nothing. Maybe I'm a little bit of a couch potato, but also it was... I was really listening and hearing and meditating without knowing the words, like these practices. And as I worked on myself, I dug deeper and deeper, and I didn't have much guidance. I had to figure things out by myself. And sometimes you can get lost, which I did, and I think most people do, especially when they're teenagers. So when I was like 19, 20, I would say I got really depressed. I just didn't know the meaning of anything. Like, what am I here for? What's the purpose? Who am I? You know, what am I supposed to do with my life? And I didn't know the answers and that scared me. And my mother took me to a doctor and they said, okay, major depression. And they gave me some medication, which I took, but it just made me worse. And I was like a vegetable just staring sitting on the sofa and staring at the curtains or the wall all day. So I stopped it. I just thought, okay, this is not working for me. This is not the answer. And because you're not supposed to stop these medicines, like suddenly it just threw me to the opposite side where I had so much energy all of a sudden. I could sleep like two hours and just go running twice a day. And I ate very little. And then the doctor said, oh, you have now manic depression and bipolar today, as we call it. 
And I was like, no, I don't. What I have is like caused by the medicine you gave me. It's like, this is not really me. I wasn't like this before. And they said, oh, no, no, now you have to take this medication and for the rest of your life, and then you have to do this and that. And I went to a different doctor just to check, and they said, no, no, that's right. Yeah, you have to take that medication. And of course, my mother was very concerned. My boyfriend back then was very concerned. And despite everyone, everyone saying the same thing, I said, no, I'm not going to take this medication. And I left home. I went to England. And the doctors, I remember one of them saying, well, you can go there. And I was going to stay nine months to do a master's in filmmaking. And he said, forget about nine months. You won't stay there nine weeks. You'll be back. And I'm grateful for that because perhaps that's why I stayed there 10 years. <laughs> that's quite the difference. Yeah. Nine weeks, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> just want to point that out. That's... <laughs> and not only I finished my kind of master's in filmmaking, I did another master's in cognitive and perceptual brain sciences. I wrote two, three books that were published in Turkey. And I started a company, an advertising agency in London on Oxford Street and ran that for five years. And then I met my husband and I'm happily married now. And also we moved to Berlin after that. And I started a nonprofit organization to support writers called MASH Stories that went again against the conventional wisdom. And it became a movement and we actually got nominated in the Webby Awards, which is like the Oscars of the internet, I understand. And we got the second place against giants. And basically, it was just volunteer work. I had 69 people across the planet working for this cause to support writers. And we processed 2,200 submissions per quarter sometimes. So it was a huge kind of passion-driven project. And after that, I moved to Los Angeles and started Peaceful Ease. Again, it's a topic that no one is talking about, peace, because people think, oh, who wants peace? We want happiness. We want wealth. We want success. But actually, just being peaceful inside makes everything else possible easier, like makes everything easier to achieve because you have clarity and you have stability and you're not shaken by external events because you have this safe harbor within. One of the things I like to say often is when I say, and you can, I, I'd love to hear your take on this really quickly. When I say easy, like this becomes easy. I don't mean, and when I say life should be easy, because I'll say that a lot, I don't mean without challenges. I mean that you should be able to face those challenges from a state of more ease. And I think that there's a big difference between people think easy is like no challenges, just simple. I just skate through. I float through. It's easy. But to me, that's not really easy. Easy is there's still challenges because if there's no challenges, there's no growth. Mm -hmm. But with those challenges, you can face them with more ease, with more confidence, with knowing that you have the ability to overcome them. And just from a place of peace, not getting disturbed, not being not allowing the circumstance to dictate the way you show up and the way you feel and the way you experience your life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Ease doesn't mean you're not going to be challenged. In fact, I'd rather be challenged. I think a couple of years ago, I read this book called 
feel the fear and do it anyway. And I highly recommend it. But also you can just hear the title and that's the essence of the book. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And that became my mantra for a year or two. So anything that made me scared, I did it. So I went, for example, paragliding for a week, you know, and I went to places like monasteries that were in the middle of nowhere where you could see the entire sky and the stars at night and there was no light. And I went for a walk in the dark. And anything that scared me from public speaking to just going up to a random person in a restaurant or on the train and asking something, anything that scared me, I was like, okay, this is my next opportunity to grow. And that attitude changed so much. You know, when you do that consciously, it's not you just overcome that specific fear. Somehow, I'm not sure how or why, but somehow another mountain of fear disappears. Maybe it's like there's some network of fears in us. It's like a spider web. If you pull it from one corner, everything collapses. So I always believe, and this is just me with what you just said, that the universe matches our energy. So what I mean by that is if you go and you actively find something that you're afraid of and you stand up to that and you overcome it, the universe is going to look at that and say, they stepped out, they did this, I'm going to match that. And so at that point, that's where it'll say, I'll take care of this for you. And that's where I really believe like synchronicities come about as well. When you're on that wavelength and you're searching for something and you put out the intention and you prove that you're willing to go do things for it or you take action for it, you put out that energy. I believe that the universe, call it the universe, call it God, call it grace, call it whatever label you like to give it, sees that and says, okay, let me help you. Let me match you. Let me." And it goes the other way too. If you're someone who's super negative all the time, if you're someone who just goes through the day and doesn't give much thought to things and just complains all the time, the universe is going to say, okay, I'll match that too. And then you get more of the same. And so I always say, we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. Because, you know, you, you read books like The Secret and The Law of Attraction, and it's a law. It's true, but people take it out of context, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of the times, where they think, if I just sit inside and think, I want a Mercedes, I want a Mercedes, they're going to look in their driveway, and all of a sudden there's a Mercedes. And that's not how it really works. You have to put out energy in order to get that energy back. And if you want something on a high frequency, then you have to figure out a way to put out high frequency energy to get that that back. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that that's truth or gospel or anything. That's just the way that I put the pieces together in my mind to make sense of it. And that works for me. Yeah, sure. (laughs) There are so many ways and paths and tools that we can use and We are all unique. So what works for one may not work for the other. But by listening to different possibilities or practices, you can pick the ones that work for you. In the meantime, there's a danger that you become a practice shopper, if you like that term. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So there's this risk of saying, let me try that. Let me try this. Like For example, meditation. There are so many different schools and there are so many different ways and paths that you can do 
And it's good to try some to find out what speaks to you the most, but then you can spend the rest of your life just practicing this and that, just like a couple of days of this, couple of days of that. And the danger there is that you will just be touching the surface. You would never go deep enough to benefit from it at different levels. So I just wanted to say, beware of that too. It's good to experiment, but at some point you need to choose your path and walk it. Yeah, I believe that not every message that goes out there, every idea you share, and I say this on my podcast all the time, that's why I have such a variety of people on 10-Minute Mindset. I mean, I've had people from realtors to Reiki practitioners to energy healers to psychoanalysts. I've had all kinds of people in there, and I let them all share their message, and I tell people, look, your message isn't going to resonate with everyone, but it will resonate with someone. And as long as you reach that person that it does resonate with and it makes an impact for them, then you've done something really special. Right. And that's the way I look at it. And I believe we all have an immense capacity to heal, heal ourselves and heal each other. And when we don't fulfill that capacity, we become sick. You become cluttered. So my way has been that I turn in. I work on myself. I practice it, not just read about it, to become that person, to become that peaceful person whom you can just look and get it, rather than just me talking about peace from a place of agitation. Because then you will learn agitation from me, not peace. That's why I said at the beginning of this episode, one of the first things I noticed from you when we started talking is that you actually embody it. You don't just talk about it, which you obviously do talk about it and you know a lot about it and you've been there and done that and you're still learning and you're still growing, but you embody it. You bring that energy with you and it's palpable. You can see it, you can feel it, you can taste it. It's there. You know, you walk your talk <laughs> and that's powerful. That's a powerful place to be, to do that by example and not even by example, just by living, by yeah. being, Yeah. right? Being is the ultimate if you can just be. And it seems like this core emotion for me is peace, but it's different for everyone. And whatever it is, if you could tap into that and just let that shine through you, then you're unstoppable. Like then you are the sun in the sky shining and giving life. And that's so effortless. And that's when life becomes easy. That's when you don't struggle anymore. You don't have to fight anything. You don't have to block anything. You just flow because you are being your essence. I don't think there's anything I can say that's going to match that. So I think that this is where we should stop. <laughs> that was, But that was beautiful. Being your essence is so powerful. And that's when you are your true essence everything falls into place. That's where real alignment comes from. When you can actively own that, embody that, live that, be that, then that's the ultimate, I think, because we're here to express ourselves. And when we get to that pure level of authentic, genuine expression, you're there. I mean, you're never really there, but that you'll start to experience life in a whole new way. Yeah, you're there on your journey, flowing and growing yeah. at the same time. Absolutely. So, Ela, thank you so much. It's been so fun learning more about you, getting into deep off-the-cuff conversation. And I can't wait to do it again. 
and do it for the next few episodes. I want to remind everyone to find us at peacefulease.com and to join the conversation by sending us an email at hello at peacefulease.com. You can reach us there. Ela, I'm going to give you the last word. Anything you want to leave people with, by all means. Yeah, please become a part of this conversation and just connect with us and tell us if there's anything you would like us to discover, debate, or if you'd like to join us here, just email us. And I look forward to going on this journey all together. I as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. This has already been fun and we're only a couple of episodes in. (laughs) (laughs) For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pereca. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you real soon on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.